Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? Matt's back, so we got to talk about some of the takes that Tyler had regarding the Celtics last week, specifically Kemba Walker versus Kyle Lowry. Victor Oladipo wants his money, but he doesn't want to play. Doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Since last episode, Michael Beasley has signed with the Nets and has since gone home already. Apparently tested positive for COVID-19, which is obviously terrible. But the weird situation with Brooklyn continues. And there's a lot more going on in the bubble already. And the game still haven't started yet. But we're getting close. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at 5OutPod. Let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it I think we should take a ride with it I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah I just want to be alright with it, yeah I missed you last week. I got to be honest. I don't like to say that to you because I know your head gets big. But when Tyler was going off about his Kemba, Kyle Lowry take and everything, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from him in a little bit because he's got he's getting back from the station a little bit late tonight. But I was losing my mind with that shit. But then we get this Kemba stuff that came out and he missed back-to-back practices because he has left knee soreness. We knew it was going to be something that he's going to have to monitor all the time. But I, I got to say, like, they're just starting up. I get it. They're just starting up. But th- that worries me. Like, you can't have him. You can't just not have him, Matt. You can't have him be. I, I He can't even be. If he's less than 85% of himself, you're going to be in trouble, especially when you run to the Raptors when Gordon Hayward's probably going to be gone. So what's actually wrong with his knee? Because he's had plenty of time off. So is it like. Is it just sore because he hasn't really been doing much? And they are not dis- they're not disclosing what it is. They said he's, he was going to get back to action. I think they had a day off. A lot of people had a day off on Tuesday, but they haven't said what it was. But it's it's all the same. It goes back to all the same stuff he's been dealing with, and we've seen you know that he's going to have to deal with it for the rest of his career. I imagine there's probably some – the best-case scenario, I guess, would be that they've been off for a while, and then he's just kind of getting back in the swing of things. But I don't know, man. I don't know how you don't get alarmed right away when you hear – Knees bugging him again. Yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like a good thing. Uh, and if it is something that's chronic and that he's going to be dealing with, yeah, we signed him for four years. Uh, yep. They signed him for four but years. I would like to know. I, I know that they're disclosing it, but I would like to know what the actual problem is with his knee. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't, I, mean, I can't think it's anything different than what he's dealt with. I feel like we that would have somehow leaked out if it was anything – Crazy. I, I mean, he hasn't. He's never had any structural damage to his knee, right? What are you talking about his head? You mean like bone? Like, has he tore his ACL? I, I, mean, I guess I don't remember if he did. I don't think he tore his ACL. I mean, like, no. yeah, I meant structural. Like, has he torn anything, or is it because you're saying he's been dealing with it? So I didn't he know had, if he like he had surgery, and what the heck was it for? I cannot remember for the life of me. Um. It was uh, it was a minor arthroscopic procedure. Yeah, I don't okay. think he had. I don't think he tore. So I'm saying he's never he tore really meniscus. Yet. What am I saying? He tore his meniscus. When? This was back in I want to say seventeen. Okay. Or yeah, maybe he tore it in sixteen. But he it was he got the surgery in seventeen. Is, meniscus isn't a huge injury. I just didn't know if he's ever really had like a serious knee injury, and that's why it's chronic, and that's why he's always dealing with stuff. But the meniscus can be brutal, dude. I mean, that's it, that was it's not part as, of D. Rose's injury. 
So it's not as serious as like another. I don't know. An ACL. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get. I get that it's early, but I just don't like. If he can't be, it's not just it's not just a matter of him not being at, um, available anymore. Because you can get through that first round, you'll be fine. But if he's not in full, his full self, if he can't get there now, what's to what's to say he's ever going to be able to get to his full self? And without him, I mean, you're you're never going to be a title contender. I don't think because I I think Jalen Brown is a good three the way he's progressed and everything in terms of, you know, a big three type situation. Gordon Hayward's not that, at least he doesn't look like that. And he only has one year left on his deal. Max, you, you're, you start with Tatum and, and Kemba Walker. If you don't have one of those guys, you're, you're screwed. You're just not going to be the team that you're expecting. You've expected them to kind of turn into over the next few years. No, no, you need Kemba. I, I just, I, I guess I need to see it play out in the sense of, you know, is he going to be playing and taking breaks? I, I watched him out throughout the year, and I know he, there was games he sat out, but like he didn't, his knee doesn't look that bad when he plays. So no, but you but remember there were a couple games down the stretch after he came back after he reaggravated his knee during the All Star break when he came back. The, remember oh, who was the game where they blew it? Was it the Thunder at home where they blew that game and somebody swiped yeah, on that, him? And he, yes, that was that game. Yeah, and he couldn't turn the corner. I think it was against Schroeder. And that was one of those plays that was really alarming. I think he was on. I think he was on offense and shorter stripped him or something to that effect. He did. He lost the ball. He thought he yeah. was going to get. I, he thought he was getting fouled. It was. It was a bad play. But I didn't yeah. think it was like a knee injury. I just thought it was like. No, but you know how, you ball. know how that is when you when your knee when your when things start to bug you, you can't make the same moves that you're used to making. You may think but, you can, but he didn't even try to make a move. Is my point. My point I, is in, in that example. Try to turn saying, the corner on him. Nah, he just thought he was getting fouled. He thought he okay. was going to foul him, and they didn't call it. Okay. And he took and Schroeder took the ball from him. He was just soft mm-hmm. with the ball. I didn't think it was like a. It was literally okay. the clock. The clock was winding down. Like it, there was no the shot clock was off. They were trying to get. They were trying to foul, and he just he assumed that the ref was going to call something, and he didn't, and he got the ball stripped from him. That's at least okay. I remember it. I didn't think it when I saw that play that it was like a knee injury. I get what you're saying. When your knee's bothering you, something's bothering you. You don't do. You, you're you're mental. Everything everything is different. But I don't know. I guess I just never saw that throughout the year. Yeah, there's a men, there's a mental component of it too. I mean, even if he gets even if he gets the full strength, and, but it becomes like little things pop up every step of the way. You're gonna he's gonna have times where he doubts himself, and and it's like it's there comes a certain there's like there comes a point where you like certain like I, I don't know about Hayward, but there are guys where they'll they'll doubt themselves, and then you kind of build that confidence and everything. But if it becomes this chronic issue. Then I don't know how it how you overcome it where it doesn't become this like like a little thing that's always in the back of your mind that your knee is gonna bug you. Hey Ty, how you doing? What's going on? We were just talking about Kemba and his uh, what's going on with his knee and everything. How he missed back to back practices. It's almost it's almost like a victory lap for you because you're saying how you last week how you'd rather have uh, Kyle Lowry than Kemba. Well, what Matt's response to that was it? Uh, were you mad about that take, Matt? I wasn't angry. I just don't see the, what your logic in it was. What do you like? Lowry for Kemba? Yeah, what do you like about Lowry that Kemba doesn't bring? Defense. Kyle Lowry doesn't play that good of defense. He's not a great defender, but he doesn't get picked on. Kemba gets picked on. 
And you know when when Matt, you know for sure when you're in an open gym and you can point out that is the guy that we are going at every single offensive possession, whether it's a pick and roll, one on one, a post up. Kemba gets picked on a lot, man. Yeah, he gets picked uh, but on. His, but his my his five, my size. Lowry gets probably would get picked on too if he was in that situation. My problem is this: Kemba can actually score on the other end at a great clip. I don't think Kyle Lowry can. He's not that right. great of an offensive player. So, oh no, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, Kemba's much better than Lowry offensively, but Lowry's still a good offensive player. He's not bad by any means, he's, but he's, he's like a B minus where Kemba's like an A. He's like a dude. He's like a letter right up. I like I. I'm trying not to be like really biased when I'm trying to think of this because I hate Kyle Lowry. I just think <laughs> he's like such an underwhelming basketball player. Because I, and I get it. He's not like fancy. And I'm not saying that. Like there's other guys I like that aren't fancy, but he's just like. I watch him play, and I'm just not – I just don't get impressed with anything. Like, he doesn't – I guess he doesn't do anything really well, I guess, you know, and if that's what you're saying. Like, he doesn't do anything – he's like an average player to me. That's what he is. Obviously, he's he, he's been an all-star. Yeah. Stuff, but, like, there's nothing that Five about times. his game that stands out to me. Is, I guess so, how about this? I don't think we're that far apart. So, like, let's put it in, like, 2K terms. So, like, I have no idea what their 2K ratings are, but I'll say I would put Kemba at an 87, and I'd put Lowry at an 84. Yeah, I'd put him at, like, an 80. Low 80s. Low 80s? Yeah, I'd go low 80s. I mean, again, like, I don't think – I don't know what he does really well. Like, I've watched him play. I don't – I'm just very – like – Nick, what did you tell me Ty would say in the series Celtics Raptors with Lowry on the playlist? Uh, he said that it goes in this order, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, no way. Hey, I might I might take Gordon Hayward over. I agree with myself. <laughs> wow. You take Gordon I'm Hayward kidding. over Kyle Lowry. That's 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 a lie. I'm kidding. Okay. Um I would go Tatum one, then Siakam. Uh, then Jalen Brown. No, I'm sorry. Then Kemba. Then Jalen Brown. Then Kyle Lowry. I would take. I would take the three best Celtics players over Kyle Lowry. I just. I'm telling you. Maybe just be a bias, but I don't think Kyle Lowry. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just don't think that he's a great player or even. He's like a decent player. That's the way I would. When I watch him get, he's like some little fat chubby kid out in the. You know. <laughs> so you wouldn't take Gordon Hayward over Kyle Lowry? It sounds like hell no. I would say Kyle Lowry. Oh, what? What do you mean? What? what do you, you mean? Would take, what? You would take Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward? He's the second most important player on this team. <laughs> yeah. According to a guy on Twitter, did you see this guy on Twitter? He's like, he, he just responded like ten minutes ago. He goes, "This Tyler guy knows what he's talking about." Unlike that clown show, Matt. Hayward is the second most important player on this team. This guy is right about Smart being a glorified role player too. Lose Madeiras and and hire this guy. That's not oh, my yeah. that's not that's not my burner account or anything. I don't like this guy is all about me. So hell yeah, this guy shout out. But he's mad and loves Hayward. <laughs> he just he followed the show Hayward too. That is very bad. strange. <laughs> and ask and ask that dude how 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 good is Gordon Hayward been this year. Has he watched all the games? He's the most unselfish player on the team, according uh, to Danny. Go, go watch any big game. I was watching the Celtics Clippers. They were playing on NBA TV. Gordon Hayward was one for nine in the first half, one or zero oh for nine, one of those. And he's missing wide open shots. Like, dude, like I'm telling you, he just doesn't do it for me. 
He's unselfish. Oh, great. We're paying him 35 mil, whatever the freaking million dollars it is. But he's unselfish. Good. Well, that's great. So let me ask you then, Matt, if Gordon Hayward isn't available in the Raptors series, which I think the way the playoff schedule shapes out and everything, that's very realistic because his wife's pregnant and everything going to have, uh, I think it's their Dude, fourth I, kid. I, I ho- honestly, I hope the baby's healthy. I hope they have the baby during the playoffs so I don't have to watch Gordon Hayward. I hope that happens, yes. So do you think that the Celtics are fine in a series against the Raptors if Kemba is healthy? If Gordon Hayward determines out there. whether they win or lose the series, then that's that sucks because I honestly don't think he has any effect. I'd rather have Marcus Smart on the floor than Gordon Hayward. That's that's not. I don't think that's close. Like Marcus Smart affects the game. Gordon Hayward does not affect the game. He doesn't. He should, doesn't. Should, he has his moment. Smart can affect it negatively sometimes too. You know that. Like I, I'm not yeah, saying Hayward's a bum, I'd, but... I'd live with that because Marcus Smart can fucking guard like so many. I just swore for the first time on the show. He can guard anybody. <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> Is the first Hayward, time he actually swore. I don't know about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I, I cut you today. off. Today. Yeah, today. Thank you. <laughs> Gordon Gordon Hayward literally can't guard anybody. He, he's he's useless. You want to talk about Ty? When Ty's like people pick on cat. People pick on Gordon Hayward because he can't guard anybody. So your ideal lineup then is Tatum, Brown, Kemba, Smart, and Tice. That's your ideal starting lineup with the Celtics have. And obviously, it's like I say, ideal. I would say I wish a guy like Robert Williams could be more ready. Like they, Tice, Tice is like a perfect backup big. Sometimes he's overwhelmed. Like obviously, if he plays in bead, but he he fights. I like him. Believe me, I, I, I honestly love how Tice plays. I just think he's like the perfect. Backup big, but yes, that is my lineup. I don't need Gordon Hayward out there. I'd rather have Marcus Smart because I get it. Marcus Smart makes bonehead plays, but I'll live with how he can. Like he literally is a game changer on the defensive end. He makes winning plays. Gordon Hayward's just a no. I don't know. He's just like I wouldn't even know he's out there half the time. I really. There are times. Okay, but look, yes, he definitely disappears. But to say you just don't want to have him at all. Period. I I think I don't. I don't. That's. I mean, he's definitely disappointed at Celtics fans time and again, but there have also been times where I look back at that Lakers game and I see that as like, this is what Gordon Hayward can actually do. So Which I Lakers mean, game? The one at home? It was a blowout. The, Celtics... the Lakers didn't even show up. But the Lake, well, what, the first few what, minutes they did. Do you not remember what, that part? What did he do against the Lakers when they lost? He's. I don't even remember that game. There you game. go. You don't even remember him. <laughs> I don't remember him in the game because I remember everybody else, not him. When I, I think big, Tatum. when I think big big moments in this in, in the Celtics season, like big games, big moments, I don't mm-hmm. remember Gordon Hayward. He's irrelevant. He plays good against the Cavs. He plays good against the T Wolves. He doesn't play <laughs> big in big moments. He doesn't. T Wolves for clip, sure. That Clippers game, which is one of the best games I think I've seen this year, the one. Yeah. Actually, both both of them. They were both of them were great. awesome. I Gordon Hayward was irrelevant. I don't even know if he was playing. Yeah, I don't remember much of it either. That's why, Tatum. that's why I know Tatum's going to be a star in this league because in big moments, he delivers. I know Jalen Brown has had big games, big moments. Like for us, I, you know, I just, I just, I like, I was sticking by Gordon last year because he's come back from his injury, but just like watching him play this year, I just like, he's so, like, and it's, I think it's in my mind too that we're paying him $30 million. Like if he was making $8 million, yeah. if he was making $8 million a year, I probably wouldn't be this like, mad about it i would just be like yeah you know he's an average player but paying him 30 million dollars and he what is he 
What he's, is he? he's, he's uninspiring. Yes, I, yes. If you had to define Gordon average, Hayward's, he's an average basketball player at best. And you and anybody's like, oh, you're an idiot. Show me, show me games this year where he was not an average basketball player against good teams. Don't show me the T Wolves. I don't care about them. They're the, really the Gordon Hayward is back. Narrative was one of the most annoying things uh, pre hiatus. Gross. Yes, it was awful. They were because I looked at those games where they were kicking the shit out of the bad teams, and he stepped up and did well, and everything's like okay, this is good. It helps that helps him build his confidence. But he just never, ever really be, like again. He had moments, but he never showed signs of being the guy or the number two guy or, or even the number three guy. Like if the if the game's on the line, he might have the ball in his hands at the end, but he shouldn't be. He should. Like, it, it's gonna. It's, he's not gonna take the shot. It's gonna go to one of the other three guys for, or Smart for that matter. Kobe, so I, Kobe, Kobe dropped sixty on him in his last game. Just putting that out there. Okay. Oh, Jalen Brown, Brown in the final situations, not getting the shot over Gordon Hayward. I don't. Th- I think Hayward might have the ball in his hands over over Jalen Brown, but I don't know that he's going to take the shot. Ty, I think he's going to try and look to pass. Well, because he makes the right basketball move, and that's why he has the ball oh. in his hands at the end of the game. Are you kidding me? I'm not saying that because I like Gordon Hayward, but I'm saying that because Brad Stevens knows he's super smart with the ball, and he is honestly one of the better pick and roll players as the as the uh, um, the ball handler in the situation in the NBA. He's a very good pick and roll player. So at the end of the game, when you need a bucket, you go to the pick and roll, and Gordon I- Hayward is going to be that guy. And so yes, like you said, he may not take the shot. But Brad Stevens trusts him to make the right basketball play. So whether it's Tatum, who of course is the number one option in this offense right now, or Kemba, the next best option in offense to get you a bucket is Gordon Hayward. He is, I think he's a, he's a decent ball handler, and he can help run the offense. And I, I think he's a good, very good passer. That was one of the things I did not expect from him at all. What? He's like white boy shifty. You know, when you go to the gym and play open gym, there's always a white boy like that is kind of like tall and lanky lengthy but he's he's crafty like he, he has up and unders and shot fakes and See, but, but that's the thing that's what hayward doesn't he doesn't do a ton he doesn't he does, like the thing is ty he's not he's not like like lebron right obviously lebron's a very good pastor and everything but part of what makes lebron a good pastor is he's a good scorer too and i'm not saying hayward can't be a good scorer we saw it throughout his career that he was but he doesn't look for his offense like in, in, there's a lot of times where he's just pass first pass first and then it's like Oh, I'm gonna pass it. Oh, it's not there. Now I have to shoot. That's what's so frustrating about him. That's what. That's where I I have a tough time trusting him. That's why I say when yeah he might have the ball in his hands, but he, you say he's the gonna make the, right- the ball can't be in his hands. But it can happen now, on, sometimes. On, you know that. No, on on this team the ball cannot be in his hands. On this team, the perfect Gordon Hay would would be a guy who can consistently catch and shoot and make threes because the ball needs to be in Tatum's hand. The ball needs to be in Kemba's hand. I don't need the ball in Gordon Hayward's hand because your point right there, Nick. That's you made the best point. At the end of the day, if I'm playing defense, like he's not like he's looking to pass before scoring. LeBron, most of the time, is looking to score before he passes. That's what you just said. Makes mm-hmm. him a, even a better passer because he's a threat. Yep. You can't be a you can't be a great passer. I don't think if you have zero scoring threat because at some point in the game, you're going to have zero scoring threat. No, I'm saying if it's, you don't he's have not, a scoring it's not, it's not it's not that he's not – it's not that he can't score Tyson. He just doesn't look to do it first. He, does, he, he doesn't tell do by watching against, him. When it's a Sorry, full-team lineup, like when it's Smart, Tatum, uh, Kemba, 
everyone's there. Ennis Canner's on the court. He can, he'll take up shots whenever he can find. He can touch the ball. Ennis will shoot it. But that Gordon, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are totally right. Gordon Hayward, when he touches the ball, he passes it around for a good ball movement. Like he is very unselfish. Yeah, but a ball. like he has this. Why? Why would you want the ball? Go ahead. Why would because, you want the ball in his hands? Because you're talking about late point, in a game. You're talking about late in a game. You want the ball in his hands. I'd rather have it in Kemba or Jason Tatum, but if not one of those two, then the next best option is Gordon Hayward. Yeah, okay, but I'm saying I don't want the ball. Why he doesn't need the ball in his hands? He because that my my to Nick's point again. It's he he's not a consistent scoring threat, so you don't want that ball in that person's hands. You want the ball in someone's hands that can draw two. And create like I'm not Gordon Hayward's not drawing two guys because he can be guarded. Where mm-hmm. a guy like Kemba or Jason Tatum is consistently drawing two guys because one guy can't guard him. That's what I'm saying. Gordon Hayward's best fit, <laughs> if he could do it, then listen, I think he, he's valuable if he if he can be a consistent, but he hasn't even shown me he can be a consistent jump shooter. He really hasn't. He's shooting a career high two point percentage this year. I'm talking about from three. Was he shooting yeah. from three? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, time out, time out, Ty, you're the one who who knocks the mid range game more than the the uh, most of the three of us. So what the hell does that matter? Well, I mean, his overall shooting percentage isn't a career high, so that'd be dumb to be like, hey, it's his fourth best shooting season. But in two point shots, he's never been better in his life. Okay, good to he's know. He's shooting here. I'll give you a pull. Actually, in his career, he's never shot a better percentage. He's shooting fifty percent from the field. From the field. Period. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. 50.2, 39.2. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been that bad this year. Last year, he was he's, not good. He's, and he's, a lot he's, of he's average. He's average. That's what he is. He's average. He's not average. He's a, he's definitely an above-average player. Like he He's a but guy who averaged 27 in this league, but he had a massive injury. He's, he hasn't had a whole lot of time to work his way back, and this year was the year he did that. A whole lot and of he time. Averaged, he's had over a year. Paul yes, George did not take this long. Paul George is an elite athlete compared to him. Paul, he's just Gordon, athlete, was, Gordon, Gordon Hayward was a pretty good athlete uh, coming out of college and playing his first couple of years. He used to dunk on dudes. I don't see him dunk dunk like that anymore. My point is, is that I don't think Gordon Gordon Hayward in the NBA is an average player. Yeah, maybe a little above average, but not not like he's not spectacular. He's not coming. Anybody's still waiting for him to show me something great. It's not happening. I watch him play. He's just not. The best, the best thing he could be on this team if he really wanted to be a complete player on the Celtics is to be able to hit three-point shots at a consistent rate. I don't know what he's shooting from three, but I know for sure he ain't like Ray Allen because that's, that's what the Celtics could use, a guy like that that's an elite yeah. shooter, like yeah. a Clay Thompson, someone that can stretch it. I don't well, – that's all they need. But I'm, Clay, no, I know I'm saying like the best play – Kyle Korver. They, they need yes. a guy that can stretch the floor and hit threes. Consistently, Gordon Hayward doesn't do that. He's no, very, he, he's he doesn't, very he doesn't look for it either. Like that's he's it's not just, he, he, like I don't know how many uh, three point three pointers a game he takes, Ty. But I feel like we watch and Hayward will go the entire game and he's not shooting from three at all, and he will pass up on that too. And it's fine. Hey, if you can drive and score, that's fine. I think that's a little bit harsh in the sense that he's not. I don't think he's an average player in the league, but I I don't think he's where. You hold him right now, Ty. Where he's like he's he's the number three on this team. He's he's not because Jalen Brown brings it on the defensive end, and it, he being and obviously Smart does too. But I mean, like you just look at the, those top three guys, and I don't look at Hayward and say, yeah, he does anything 
what does he do much better than anything? I know Jalen Brown's been shooting well from three this year. Obviously, Tatum has done well and, and Kemba and all that shit. But I, I don't think – the problem is with Hayward is just what it comes down to is but, he's not yeah, comfortable, it seems like. His, some his why, here's why I'm saying he's an average player, right? This is the way I see it. When you when you go into a series against a really good team, like say the Bucks, say the Raptor, whatever, Gordon Hayward is never a top five guy in that series at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not. Yep, you're right. So, yeah. so to me, okay, you want to say he's a little above average? I don't – whatever, that's yeah. apples and oranges. I'm just saying he's not He's not a top five player in any series that they'll play in the playoffs. He's not. He's not on that list. Because I will take Jalen Brown. If if you can look at it and say Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, who would you take right now? If you can tell me Gordon Hayward, then I I, I don't know what the hell you've been watching. Uh, I guess Ty's been watching well, different games. Of course you wouldn't, put him in, you wouldn't put him in top five in a series because you barely put him in top five in the Celtics. Like you, you, you Yeah, but I'm like, saying you, just, you would put him in the top five when we were just talking about the Raptors. You would put him top five in that series? He'd be a top five player at, in that series? At, at five. So you're putting him over Jalen Brown? No, actually, no, I wouldn't. I mean, on the, the the conversation that me and Nick were having was about the end of the game. I'd rather have Gordon take the shot over or get the ball at the end of a game than Jalen Brown. This is true. We were talking as, about that. As an, as an overall player, I'd, of course, take Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown is a much better player yeah, than but Gordon I, Hayward. All right, put it this way. If the ball has to be in Gordon Hayward's hands at the end of a game, you're probably going to lose because <laughs> that – I'm just hold on. I didn't finish. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, but I'm saying because that means you probably what is Tatum and Kemba not in the game, so you're probably not in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm saying best case scenario, end of a game. I'm not saying if it's in Gordon's hands, like that's the play. I don't know. Maybe Brad just loves him too much, but I want the ball in either Tatum or Kemba's hand at the end of a game. I agree with you, Ty. Worst case scenario, I'd probably want Gordon with it over Jalen Brown or like Marcus Smart, but I still wouldn't yeah. love it. I still Definitely wouldn't love smart. it because I know I know who all he's gonna do is try to pass it. He doesn't have the balls enough to make a big to shot. The, to the wide open guy. He makes the right basketball play. I rip LeBron James for passing it and now I have the killer instinct, which is the same thing we're doing right now with Gordon Hayward. He's going in the pick and roll, he's going right and there's yeah, too much you, help deep he but to Nick's, for three. to Nick's yeah. point you have you have to be willing to score the basketball. Well, it's not just that. It's not just that. Like LeBron yeah, is seven, an animal. He he is. He's, yeah, we're talking, yeah, yeah. We're comparing LeBron and Gordon Hayward right yeah, now. Yeah, like LeBron like, is like he has a resume. He has a background. All all these different things. He's 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 impossible to guard one on one. All this crap, right? So you have to you have to try and stop him from scoring. So he knows that, and then he can look for passes. Hayward is looking for passes, like, and it's he doesn't have he's not the Gordon Hayward of old. He's a different guy now, and it's, it's not saying he can't go and be good. I think he can still, but he's just not where he was. So why are you going to respect him? And then on top of that, he's looking past first again. Adding to why are you going to respect him when it comes to shooting and trying to stop? I was, him? I would take, I would what trade. Do you mean, what do you mean by going to respect him? The guy's averaging seventeen a game and averaging twenty-eight a game in this league. Like oh, he's, he's averaging seventeen right league. now. Yes. So take out the as Minnesota, the number three or four option on this team. Take take out like the Minnesota game and the Cleveland games. I think his average drops about like yeah ten points. <laughs> Mister Analytics over here, come on. You know, you're better would, than that. I would trade Gordon Hayward no, right now for Tyler Hero. While they're down in the quarantine thing, if I was Danny oh, Ainge, I would see if I could like swap him out for like. Wow. I, I would. I would take Tyler Hero over him. Tyler Hero would be a nice ad, but uh, that's that's a that's I'm telling a, you right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. The Pacers Listen. called the Celtics and offered Sabonis for Gordon Hayward. Danny Ainge would say no. 
Well, that's crazy because I would do. I would do honestly the best, the best. The best thing they need to do. The, the I mean, the best thing that could happen at the end of the season is Gordon Hayward walks. That's the best thing that could happen. I don't think he's not. He's got that massive option. That's what I'm saying. Because at the end of the day, the end of the day, that's my biggest chip in this argument is at the end of the day, you you can't tell me that Gordon Hayward is is a player that's worth that much money. That's it. He's not. If he didn't make that money, would you would you be as hard on him as you are? Ty, Ty, I really wouldn't. I mean, that has a lot to do with it because it's a difference. They could have two or three players at ten million dollars a piece. It would make a difference. I wouldn't be as like much of an asshole as I am when I think about it. It's just like, I think the one, the expectations are too high on him already because of that money. Right. And two, it's maybe because of what I thought he was going to be as a player when he joined the Celtics. And I think he's been extremely disappointing. I just, I don't really love the way, like the, the things I've heard about him. I don't like from like when he was in Utah. I don't really like that a lot. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I think he's really about himself. As much as people say he's unselfish, like he does make unselfish plays, but I, I yeah, think there's he, no question he doesn't. He, yeah, that's he does too much though. But, but I, I think he, but I think he is selfish in the sense of like, I don't think he likes being, you know, the fourth guy. He came to the Celtics thinking he was going to be two. championship contending as a top two guy in the team. One, he's the one of the two. Yeah, and on this team, he ain't one, two, or three. Yep. He's, Not even, he, he's five. Well, in my in my mind, we're we're talking about again talking about defense and offense and different things. But I I have a tough time putting Smart ahead of him as much as I I love him and think he's he's so important to the team. But you know you brought up about him walking. Ty, did you see? Speaking of that, did you see uh, the Rishon Holmes bullshit that happened? So his excuse is that he accidentally crossed the line to get Postmates. Yes, apparently. Well, I mean, Kelly Oubre told all of the NBA that, you know, yeah, you guys can do this. They deliver to the hotel. You just got to go to the front. And then, boom, Rashawn Holmes gets popped. I think it's, I it seems ridiculous. What, he walked 10 feet and he and now he's going to be quarantined? Like, rules are rules, Matt. You, if that's what they're, that's they, the way they're set. Are they blatantly – okay, I agree in the sense of is there an actual line? <laughs> like, are they actually know, like, where they can't cross? It's a bunch I, of lasers. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be that's, something. That's what like, I'm asking. Is... Like, it's not like he. At the end of the day, what he did wasn't that bad. Like people are no. like ripping him, and I'm like, unless there was a line that's drawn on the freaking floor, and he crossed it knowingly, then yes, he's an idiot. But if he listened, like you said, to somebody else, like the dude went and picked up food. He didn't. He didn't really leave the campus technically. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he did. He left the bubble. I mean, it, uh, you know, honestly, so he does. He deserves to be penalized dumb. because he listened to freaking Kelly Oubre. Why are oh, you listening yes. to that guy okay. in the first place? I, I'm not saying he shouldn't be penalized. I'm just saying, like, people are ripping him. I'm just like, it's not like he went out and, and got some to a strip club like James Harden's done like seven times already. Seven times that we. You want to hear my conspiracy about this? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I, I have a conspiracy that he didn't go and get Postmates. I think he got. I think he went and got caught at a bar somewhere in Orlando, oh. and they didn't. I don't know where. Maybe a strip. It could be a strip club like James Harden. He was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be, because he the only the only way we knew about this was he tweeted like a statement with like a purple background and like white font that said like, "Hey, I accidentally did this." Like, why is he breaking the news that he broke the rule of accidentally crossing the line to Postmates? Right. Like, there's some. 
I think there's something more here than he accidentally crossed the line to go get delivery food, which it, it, is, it's in the rules. You're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter where you pick it up at. That's important, of course, but like that's not frowned upon. So like, why is he admitting to it? Is he right. hiding? Something? There's got to be something more here about that. And it happened two days after the fact too, right? I think he got yeah. caught on what was it Saturday, and then we heard about the news on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it 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 was. It, I'm still I'm like kind of fascinated by the Ubre part of this too because I don't know if you guys actually saw the tweet. I know I sent you guys a text, but he actually tagged the NBA in it. And I know Adam Silver's not necessarily seeing that directly, but there's somebody who's in charge of that NBA account who sees that and then probably tells all the other people, "Hey, Ubre's telling guys that they can go and get stuff." But actually, you raised a point too that you can get you can get the food delivered there. I, the whole, the, they're complaining about this stuff. Matt, you actually said that these hotels that these guys are staying at are pretty nice, right? Cause you've seen some of them. Uh, yeah, I would say they're pretty nice. I mean, I guess I don't know what the NBA players usually stay in, but I just, I, I like John Morant's thing, right? When he said something about like, I've never been a guy with a silver spoon. Like some of right. these guys are, are being clowns. And I, th- and I think actually what's his face made a good point. Who I, haven't I've ignored for three months uh Jay Will. He, he said it's a bad look. Mm-hmm. These dudes are like complaint. Like, you know, when Rondo said, Oh, this is a motel eight, like come on, bro. Like, have you ever really been in a motel eight? No, you Six. haven't. That I mean, whatever the hell it is. Super eight. I was thinking of Super Eight. Uh, there you go. That's right. Yeah, Super Eight. Sorry. I forgot about that one. Motel six, super eight, whatever, all the same stuff. Yeah. Like the room the picture he took, you would have thought like uh, you know, the, the walls were caving in and stuff and it was shit all over the bed. Like it's a it's mm-hmm. a ba- it's a it's a basic hotel room. Um, yeah. It's a, it's what I like you said. Right. At the end of the day, the best. I mean, I I mean, you know what Rondo should do? Oh, actually, broke his hand. Karma. Karma's a bitch. I thought that was weird timing that that happened. Good. Karma's a bitch. I just hey, listen. I would I'd visit Pat Bev. Maybe pick me up a white tea or something. You know. <laughs> You don't want to go hang out with J.R. Smith after he did his, like, what was it? I don't know how long that Instagram live was. He didn't, have, he didn't, have, he didn't have his blanket or something like that? Yeah, he didn't have his blanket. He don't he's deserve got his PS4, a blanket. Though. He doesn't deserve a blanket. I don't get how a guy like him is going and complaining about anything. It was like, you haven't had a job in the league for how long, and this is your chance to show everybody, hey, I can actually still contribute to, you know, a contender in some capacity. Well, I mean, I'm shitting on him, but then look at what happened to Michael Beasley. Apparently, he tested positive. That's what Shams is reporting. But he gets in on a Thursday. You know, I'm waiting to talk to you guys about, you know, I, th- I think I texted you guys about Crawford being back. We see Beasley comes back. And then as soon as Beasley's here, boom, see ya. He went back home. And, and I think Malika Andrews and who was Tim Bonteps, they broke the news initially that he had left. And they have no idea if he's coming back. This uh, Beasley, I mean, look, if he got COVID, obviously that, that sucks. And there's nothing he can do about it, but Beasley continues to be one of the weirder guys in the NBA. Tie that, I, as far as I can tell. I love Michael Beasley, and you know I love Derrick Rose too. I actually wanted Michael Beasley instead of Derrick Rose in my Bulls. I love Michael Beasley coming out of Kansas State, but that's beside the point. He he is one of the weirder dudes. Um, I don't really blame him for leaving. I mean, he's in a really horrible situation going to a team that had no competitive chance at all in the Nets. They suck. And then right. having to sit out two weeks away from your family with nothing to do besides being by yourself to return to a team, like I said, that sucks. So if you go to the first round of the playoffs, you're in a 1-8 matchup more than likely where you're going to get your ass kicked for four games. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's a chance to show that you can do some shit. Money. He's probably right. not going to play. 
you think he's not going to play? He's boys with Kevin Durant, him and Crawford. I know Shams reported that for him and for Crawford, this is a chance to prove that they can be with the team next year. I don't know. I, I think he'd probably rather not. The circumstances aren't really great. I think he's like, well, I'd rather keep my stock where it's at than go to a situation like this where I'm playing with a bunch of nobodies in a horrible matchup, likely against you – know, like well, I mean, if he doesn't play, then how can he hurt his stock? I mean, he hasn't. Well, if he has, doesn't, if he's not playing, dude. Then he's not playing. He'll be on the couch for like a a year or whatever it is. That's not gonna work. I mean, at some point, people are just gonna say, "Yeah, he's yeah, Beasley's done or whatever." I mean, uh, what? This is a good thing for him and for Crawford. Invites or leaving? Getting invites. I think no, leaving is not a bad thing, is what I'm saying. Dude, I don't know. The Nets would have invited me if I asked. You know, they're they're desperate. <laughs> they are desperate, but but yeah, obviously leaving in general. Because if Beasley's leaving because he has COVID, apparently, obviously not a good thing. I don't see, but I, I it makes zero sense to me what you're saying right now. Like you may so as well I, be speaking. I, it, it can't. It, the only way it would hurt his stock is to be if he sucked. Like he got in the game and he sucked. That's the only way. That's the only way it hurt his stock. I, I people don't. People like if he if he balled out and he got swept. I don't think people would care. That wouldn't hurt his stock. No, it's not about the result. I think he's like I don't know any of these fucking dudes I'm playing with, and I'm gonna come back and play on a team I've never played with before in a situation and a coach I've never played with in an empty arena. You know, quarantine for my family for at least two to four more weeks. Like no thanks. Like I'll just take. I don't need the money. I made all the money in the world. Like I can. I'm going to get invites next year. Like, he's going to go overseas and probably play in China or something. And then guys want to play in the guys want to play in the NBA, man. Guys don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's no China's only like a easily is weird, though. Easily is weird, though. I mean, he is. We talk, I mean, guys say people are different. I mean, he is the definition of that shit. But this is not the end of the road for Michael Beasley, is what I'm saying. Him turning this away is not his last opportunity. He'll easily get another shot. Mm-hmm. And if he's got COVID, yeah. no I mean, one's going to look at it as a Michael Beasley is like a perfect player for the Suns, like perfect player. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I'm serious. He's Because yes. why Michael Beasley didn't turn out to be a great player in the NBA and is because, one, he's weird. But, yep. two, he, he just does, he's not a complete player, man. He, just, he, don't, he doesn't really affect the game on the defensive end. And offensively, he's a good player, and he, you know he can score. But he just—I don't know. To me, he doesn't have winning qualities in him. He's not like he'll never be like a winner. He's a perfect player for like the Suns. He'll fuck, yeah. he'll Shit. score, and talk about a guy who needs the ball in his hands. I mean, Gordon Hayward? No, it's Michael Beasley. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, he's. He, he's I don't. They, yeah, I mean, I was excited to see what that was going to look like. I, I mean, I thought they were a first-round bounce, whether they were obviously Raptors or Celtics or uh, or Bucks, whoever they face in, in the course of the postseason. But I just wanted to see what those two guys were going to look like because Beasley's been on the couch for so long, and like you guys said, he didn't. He doesn't know this team. And then Crawford. Everybody. I mean, all of NBA Twitter like exploded the second Jamal Crawford was linked to the Nets because there'd been nothing. And then boom, it's like, Oh, all right, here we go. This is what everybody's been wanting the entire year. So, I mean, he's still there. I, and I think Crawford of the two, I think Crawford's game, you know, I think he could offer something to the Nets, but even then he's not going to play a lot if they go and pick him up. I mean, he's not, when Kyrie said they're one or two pieces away, I don't think he was saying we need to go and get Jamal Crawford as our eighth man or our ninth man. That's my guy, Bradley Beal. Trade Gordon Hayward and two other guys. Get Celtics need Bradley Beal. I'd love that. That would be something else because obviously uh, him and Tatum. If he goes to the, if he goes to the Nets, I'll be pissed. I, <sighs> yeah, lo- I love Bradley Beal. Oh, my yeah. God. That'd be a dream scenario. 
I'd that love would it. be something else. Actually, speaking of um, speaking of Beal, it reminds me that he's not playing. Oladipo's not playing. Your guy Ty, and now no, he's, he's up in the air now. He's, he's up in the, the air. air now because why? Because he wants to get paid. As so Nick for those said, who don't, money talks. For those who don't know, Windhorse broke this news over on ESPN. He doesn't the money. He's got millions oh, and millions. Oh, please. Hey, let, me, let, me, let me set the table real quick so everybody knows. Set it, some people set it. may have not read the story. So Windhorse broke the news that since Oladipo said he was not going to play, he's supposed to be owed $3 million more. But when a player opts out for the, rest of the, for the restart of the season, they don't get paid. Oladipo decided he's going to go down there and continue to practice. Ever since he said he wasn't going to play, he's been, I guess, lawyers have been working uh, with the team or talking with the team, whatever, about getting him the money that he's owed, which in reality he's not owed because he's not playing. So now he's reconsidering about playing possibly. I think, honestly, this is a terrible look for him because you can't expect to – I get it. It's good that you're down there practicing with the team, but you can't expect to just be there for practice and – get all the money that you're owed. Even then, I don't. I want to say you shouldn't get any money because you're healthy to play. The, that's the rule. You opted out of playing. That's the way it goes. You knew what it was going into it. I know the whole situation about the money being and he's reversing course. And that's really all it is. I mean, that's fine. I still think um, that he... Uh, well, like we talked about Greg Doyle last week saying that the Pacers should have made this decision and should have kept it in Oladipo's hands. Well, I'm like, well, if you don't want to play, you don't want to play, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, if he wants to return because of money reasons, fine, get your money. Like it's a limited amount, but he's made so much already. Like I don't know that three million dollars is going to kill him, but I don't know. Is is he personally saying I'm reconsidering returning because of the money? Or is it also coincidental that if he doesn't return, I'm also seeking the money? Because, like, if I don't have to return and I can still get paid, I'm going to seek that avenue all the time. You're kind of with the conspiracy theories over here about Rishon Holmes no, 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 and no, everything. No, no, no. That, yes, that's a conspiracy. You're right. That's a conspiracy yes. theory. This, I'm saying you're coming up with that out of, out of thin air, and it's a, it's a good theory. I, I'll grant you that. It's a good theory. But you don't think that this is happening because Oladipo – isn't like he's not pissed about not getting his money? Come on. No, I I don't I don't I don't know. I'm I'm buying him in face value when the reports are saying he's worried about stopping and starting and stopping and starting after a torn quad, whatever. If he's medically cleared to play by the team doctors, his doctors, and that's the basis of him being paid or not, whether he decides to not play, then. Fuck him! Like whatever his teammates should be pissed at him. He should be, you know, whatever he should be playing. Like I want, I want Victor Oladipo to play NBA basketball. I don't want, I don't care if it's for money, it's for, you know, trying to prove Greg Doyle wrong, whatever. But on the record show, the Tyler wants Victor Oladipo to play NBA basketball. I do. Okay, it's a, it's an opinion very few have. Yeah. Well, he should, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be paid if he doesn't play. I don't understand how that's hard to – it's great all that you're down there practicing your team, but at the end of the day, if you're healthy enough, you should play. And if you're already down there, why the hell wouldn't you play? Because he's afraid of starting and stopping. I don't get it either. So we're, it, he, I'm, so I'm disappointed. I, I am in him. I guess if, if, he exp, if he actually legitimately – if it's him saying I should be getting paid versus his agent, like if it's his agent, whatever, that happens, fine. He, it's out of his control to some extent. But if he's the one saying it, 
I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not, it doesn't make this him like that guy. Fucking sense. I'm, I'm reading this for the first time on ESPN. So the whole story is about, you know, there's a contract dispute, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to, he wants $3 million. The players union is like, well, you know, they're, they're involved in the dispute. Later in the story, quote, the Pacers support Oladipo's decision and are willing to pay his salary whether or not he plays. So what is the question here? The team is willing to pay it. He wants to be paid. Both uh, parties are agreeing. You ever Who heard of the word? You ever heard of the term precedent? You ever heard of that? Yes, there's a new precedent. If I don't want to work and you want to pay me for it, you should let me fucking do it. <laughs> if you set that precedent, what's going to happen? If you, the if one team does it, who is the who is setting the precedent? There's two parties, me and you. I don't care who sets the precedent. They, the NBA and the NBPA set the rule. So if someone goes and breaks it, then what's to stop everybody else from trying to break it? Yes. If the franchise union stepped in and said, no, we don't want franchises to lose this leverage, that makes sense. This is the players union stepping in and saying, we don't want one of our players to not work and to sit out because of his injury concerns and to be paid. So this is great for players. And the players union is like, nope, 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 nope. Nope, we don't want this. Like, what? It's just the players' union, or is the NBA involved as well? It's both. Is it not? In days since, the lawyers from the players' union and the NBA have reviewed the situation. There is a dispute. So the Mm. NBA, who is backed by who? The commissioner? Adam Silver? Yep. Who represents the franchises? Yep. The owners? Mm -hmm. The Pacers are willing to pay Oladipo. So the other owner, the it doesn't matter if the pays are under. The other owners aren't going to want to do that for anybody else. And then what happens? I don't know how. This is not a This is a Pacers precedent. If the Pacers do this, it's not requiring the Celtics to also confide in that. The league is saying our rule is this. The Pacers are saying, no, well, we want to pay our player who doesn't want to play. I don't you see what know how slippery – it's a slippery slope, dude. It takes one team to start something, and then everybody else freaking does it. In the NBA, as much as anybody else. How can you not see that? I would never. Yeah, so, you know what? Hey, here's what it comes down to. If Tyler was an owner, you guys could just walk all over him. That's just how it works. Yeah, so I got it wrong. It's not about the players union stepping in. They're all forward, of course. It's the league. But if the if a team of that league wants to pay a player for not playing, nobody should say a fucking word about it. No, they that. shouldn't. Yeah, but th- why should they pay him, though? Because they want to and Old Depot wants to. It's not me or you to decide whether they should or shouldn't. But, like, this team has decided we want to pay our player whether he plays or not. And the player's like, fine, I don't want to play. And the NBA's like, whoa, 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 we don't want this to happen. They, Wait, I'm confused. Are you, are you thinking the Pacers should be allowed to, to, to pay Oladipo? Yes. No. Mess no, yes. Because then that sets a precedent for everybody else. That, oh, 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 look at that. Hey, then Gordon go no. wants to just go home and hang out with his wife and kids. He should get paid. He this should get paid like, his $30 million for going – just go chill with his wife and his right. kids. So this is not like the NBA free agency where Giannis hits free agency and he gets a record-setting you know, $50 million a year and the bar has been set. That's not the same thing here where you're setting a precedent by allowing something in a contract that the NBA doesn't allow. I'm just saying, well, if he if he doesn't want to play, then there'll be other guys that be like, well, if he's not playing, I honestly don't really want to play. I only came down here to get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Why can't I get paid? So as an athlete, if I'm with Grossbeck and the Celtics, I want Victor Oladipo to be paid and eat up cap room 
on the on the Pacers salary cap and not replace it with another player. They're they're now having three million dollars less. Am I wrong? Who Ty? Who are they gonna Who are they gonna oh pick up God. right now? It doesn't matter. The, who are they the Pacers don't have Oladipo anyway. They're screwed. The, the Pacers are the six seed. The, the point yeah. is, this is this is America. Nick, if if I want to pay you a hundred dollars to come over and do the dishes for me, then I'm like, you know what? Keep the hundred bucks. I'm gonna do the dishes myself. I don't want my landlord or my mom to step in and say, no, 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 we don't want this to happen. Like, if, how if, is that? How is that at all comparable to what we're talking about right now? Your if, mother has no say in any any of that shit that you do. You don't live with your mother, and your landlord. What the fuck does he care? It has nothing to do with anything. That has an impact on other franchises in the company, the NBA being the company. No, it doesn't. There's no – if the pace allows allow us to happen, there's nothing – there's no logical mind on this or that could conclude that Gordon Hayward should be paid now because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to play, all because Victor Oladipo got that same thing to happen. No, like there are certain special exceptions that teams make all the time. And this would not be one that would allow other teams to be like, hey, legally binding agreement. I don't want to play, so you have to pay me. No, teams can decide that on a case-by-case basis. Dude, precedent is you got to be careful when you're setting up. Case-by-case exemption. I mean, sure, it's a, it can be that. But then when enough guys start to you know complain, then it's not that. It's like, well, they did it. Why aren't you doing it? I don't know if this because is the team that's true. right for me. This isn't the right organization for me. Maybe I should go play for the Pacers. It's not smart. It's a dumb move by the Pacers to say, "Well, I mean, they're treating their player like well, and they're 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 treating their players like most teams wouldn't. Most teams would want that three million dollars back and fight that, but they're saying no, whatever. Like you're fine. You had your injury history. Like whatever, you don't want to play. We're paying you anyways. I didn't, mm-hmm. I just don't get why anyone would have a problem with that. Well, I mean, I think you should get it a little bit because I did explain it to you quite a bit. And Matt echoed me, so I mean, I'm there's no other situation. Hey, listen, where- Ty, if the team wants to pay him that, I, I'm I'm not saying that's wrong in the sense of like them taking care of their player. I'm just saying then that sets a tone for every other team and other players going to be looking at their organization. If they really didn't want to play, why can't they get their money and not have to play? It just I just think it opens up a, a can of worms that you don't really want to deal with if they allow this to happen. And I'm not trying to say. Like to you, if the play, if the team really wants to pay that, I wouldn't as a team. If you're not playing, I don't think you should get paid. But if they really want to do that, it's their money. It's not mine. Where the hell do I care? Right. But I'm saying I just think it sets a precedent for the rest of the league for guys that maybe were 50-50 but said yes ultimately to get paid mm-hmm. their money. That now they're going to be like, well, you know, why aren't you taking care of me? Because I don't really want to play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what it- I'm saying. This is maybe an extreme example, but didn't Roger Clemens get an exemption where he only had to be with the team on game days where he actually was scheduled to start? That might be a thing for sure. I, have, um, I, no idea. I don't know. But that might be a thing. It was definitely late in his okay. career. I'm pretty sure he was scheduled to only yeah, be with the team. But you can't compare. Days. You can't compare baseball to basketball. Well, even okay, players, but so. okay. That that <laughs> even if you want no, to, like, setting a precedent. It is setting a precedent, but it's in his contract. And he's Roger Clemens. So you look at it, the situation. Do you think that okay? So Roger Clemens requests that. Who's um, who's John Wasden? Is John Wasden going to go in there and say I can't? I, like, why aren't you taking care? Of, why am I not getting that same kind of treatment? Or or Matt Clement? I know that it was different generations, but he's like a a B minus pitcher at best. You can't go and compare that. So when you go and see Victor Oladipo, though, the thing is with the NBA versus Major League Baseball. 
if if it happens to one guy, with the exception of the select like top fifteen guys, and I know Oladipo is in there, um, in that conversation at least. But I mean, I, I just think that it, it's different with the NBA, where everybody will will still want their little bit because they're like a they're a fraternity so if one guy gets it then you're going to see five other guys pop up and say i want this too even if they're not on the same level as that player with the exception of like really it's exception of like lebron Kawhi, kd um Giannis, those harden those kinds of guys they can get whatever they want and no one can really say anything last thing on this because this has gone on way too long in this dumb topic but <laughs> it's like a legal class it's great yeah um, I just totally forgot I was going to say no. Fuck. God damn it. Oh, I am so sorry. I, I'm sure it was very insightful. Yeah. Last right. thing before we go, this is the most important thing we've talked about the entire episode. Who do you guys think is the rat? Because Shams is reporting that people have been calling the snitch line, and I need to know if anybody thinks it's somebody besides Chris Paul. LeBron. <laughs> you really? Okay. No. Who's your pick? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, then who's your pick? I saw LeBron on 2K off topic, Ty. Did you see that video? Yeah, it was him, Quinn Cook, and Anthony Davis. So, like, I, I know it's a little off topic from the snitch thing, but, like, did you see how when they were in that, like, playground area? Because I don't know how that stuff works. Can any, was all those people trying to join up with them because they saw them on there? So, it's like, the neighborhood where it might be – usually it's, like, 60 to 100 people in the same neighborhood, but there's, like – might be 50 yeah. of them, you know, all throughout 2K. You just get put in a random one. So, but people could notice that pe- you think people noticed that th- they were like actual, like that was LeBron and AD's like gamer tag and stuff or whatever. Cause it seemed like chaotic. Yeah. I heard something about like, I mean, of course it looked just like them, all three of the guys, but I heard something like there's a NBA icon that's like next to the gamer tag. Sure. So, like, you'll tell, oh, you'll tell it's like an NBA player. I haven't I haven't seen that yet, but that's how you'll know. Yeah, it was uh, it, was, it looked players. it looked wild because it was just like a crap load of people. Like I think they were all like noticed it was them. They were trying to hop on a squad. Oh yeah, of course they were. Well, but anyway, the snitch. It depends. I don't know. It depends. I I, I would think Rondo would definitely be one of them, but now he's broke <sighs> his hand. <laughs> it's a good call. Rondo would absolutely be a snitch. Chris Paul is the leader in the clubhouse right yeah, now. Yeah, Chris Paul would definitely be a snitch. Rondo I need some, you know, bet online, Bovada, Odd Shark. Somebody needs to give me odds on who it is right now. I, that's all I want. I'm yeah, not, Jared, I'm not... Jared Dudley is definitely a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Daryl Morey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really just comes down to who do you think the least of in all this? Who do yeah, you think is the most? Who is the biggest snake in the league right now? I, honestly, <laughs> I mean, Ubre, who knows? Maybe he went and did what he went and tweeted that out to see who would fall for it, and then boom, he starts calling in on people. I don't know. That's unbelievable. I wish I wish they did come out. I'd love to know his little snitch. Uh, I bet you Shams knows, but he's been told like you cannot say who it is. I wonder. I wonder also like do. Can people that work at Disney call that line too? Ooh. Like if the workers, I don't know. Like are they told, like, hey, you see someone cross that line, you call. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just maybe, saying. maybe. Have you have you been working on that, trying to find that phone number? Because I know you know a lot of you know all of the goings on down in Disney. Yeah. No. Kev. Kev's got a direct line. So he does. Just, okay. Yeah. Kev's been snitching on guys. So you make sure he times it just right with the Yana snitching. <laughs> We're in the. We're in the fourth quarter of uh, TBT, the basketball tournament, so we should turn that on. Oh, have you guys been watching that? I watched. I watched uh, the Syracuse team lose. That was great. <laughs> I know Joe. They played it up. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they got upset. 
Two guys from Indiana. Uh, the team that I was on are on the team that's winning right now. Who? Sideline cancer. Uh, Remy Abel, who went to Indiana and then transferred to Xavier. And then Mo Creek, who hit the game-winning shot a couple of days ago. I think I remember Mo Creek. But yeah, he, I, yeah they, I, was, I was listening to his interview after the game. Yeah, TBT's got this cool like thing called the Elam ending. And it's like you can have a walk-off shot, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, Elon is great. Elon, and that's what they used in the uh, in the NBA All Star game too, Ty. And that was obviously the, that's the best All Star game we've seen in our lifetime, at least, uh, yeah. at least at least the ending and everything. But all right, so it means it's time to go watch the tournament. Obviously, you guys are hearing this, and you've already seen the the games going on on Tuesday. But um, other than that, we will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for.